Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly in another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, where I bring you brilliant people. And mainly I bring you journey stories. I bring you the how to do it. I bring you hope. And I bring hopefully the light in you that understands like, wow, there is brilliance in me and I want to get it out there. And today I'm super excited. I've got a kick-ass guest today. You're going to love this woman. I got a kind of a girl crush on her to be fully transparent. Um, so let me introduce you to Casey Rossi. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here with you, Therese, and the girl crush is mutual. Oh, cool, cool. Well, we met because I was on her podcast and we had those moments of like, oh my God, we're, we think alike. Like we got to get to know each other better. So it's really, for me, the, the podcast is I get to expand my message. I get to introduce new people, but then I get to meet new people. So I love, I love this part of it is like finding really fun people in my community. So thanks for saying yes to being here. Thanks for asking me. So tell us what you do. I know you've got a kind of an interesting story, but tell us what you do today and kind of like what you love about your business. Absolutely. So currently I coach female entrepreneurs and I help them build their business around their life versus the other way around. So really become the artist of their future and and really reclaim that control of their destiny and, and the choices that they make. And sometimes that looks like converting their life's work into an online course so they have a little bit more time and a little bit of automation set up so they can have the cash machine going on even during their sleep and reach more people. I tend to attract Uh, healers. So their main goal is that they want to have an impact. They want their work to matter. They want to leave a legacy, but really the heart of it all is helping people and sharing their gift of whether it's a healing modality or complementary medicine uh, Mm -hmm. track. So that's what I do right now. I absolutely love it. I have been so connected to the plant world. I'm vegetarian. I'm an aromatherapist. I've always been curious since my teens about doing things in a different direction and not just like swallowing what we're told. So a little bit of a rebel there. (laughs) And so I, yeah, absolutely. So I love being able to be that inspiration um, whenever I can to other people that like you get to choose, Mm -hmm. like you get to choose, you have full independence. And that's one of the things that lights me up the most about working with the group of people that I do, because Mm -hmm. there is no ceiling on income where many times people hit that roadblock in a nine to five and you get to make those choices of when you work. And if you want people to work for you, if you want a franchise, like all of the decisions are like right in your heart. And that's the part that like is so exciting for me. I can feel it sister. That was a great passion. So 
were you always this like badass? Like, <laughs> because you're, there's a boldness to you and I, and I love your conviction and like rebel and like you can have it all. Like, or did you grow into this along the journey? Absolutely grew into it along the journey. I was shy, definitely stayed like more in my shell. Like I studied piano growing up, but I would never play in front of anyone. I studied voice, but I would never sing in front of everyone. So I really got accustomed to like hiding my gifts and dimming my light. And so it's been a very long process. I am a forever learner. I love personal development. And as I started chipping away layers in my own life, mm -hmm. I really then connected to women that were doing the exact same things okay. now. And it like completely hurts my heart when I see somebody with so much potential and we all have these amazing gifts that they suppress them for all these reasons of self-doubt or insecurity or fear of judgment. And so now I'm just like, okay, I'm on a mission. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you don't have to live in that struggle. Like there is another way and it does take time. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been years of trying to dissolve mm -hmm old paradigms and childhood beliefs and all the other junk that we have to muck through before we're like, oh, there's something under there that's right. a lot more joyful right. than what's happening now. So, well, that's what, you know, I, this, this work of mine started, it was called Fiercely Here because I think so many women don't give themselves permission to use their voice, to speak up, to know what they do. Like we walk in the room kind of, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to. And then I was like, wait, wait, there's something beyond just being here and then it's being fiercely brilliant so like do you follow that distinction like talk about the difference and maybe how you how you shifted that yeah and absolutely and you know it's so interesting because like most personal work it's not one and done and it really parallels business too like business isn't one and done it's it's like evergreen process it's an evolving process and especially your business is reflecting everything that you're going through so you only can take it as far as you are <laughs> In fact, and it's interesting because I just had lunch with my bestie, which we often do, and we were talking about how often we suppress our emotions. And we got into this really beautiful, deep conversation, which really kind of dovetails into what you're talking about, about like this brilliance um, exploration. And it was yeah. like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I can count three times I suppress my emotion today. <laughs> like, you know, and it was like this, it's, it's such a cool thing that's like a revelation every single yeah. time you get new information yeah. and it's just like why do we do that you know and i think so much of it goes back to wanting to be liked and being people mm -hmm. pleasers yeah. and all of that and it's like oh my gosh i still have work to do there <laughs> you know yeah. so definitely just want to say like it's not one and done and i think right. that um i think when i really really saw that was when i was afraid to go live for my business and I knew how important video was in the marketing mm -hmm. scene and that it was like this painful thing that it was on my to-do list every single day for an entire year. <laughs> wow. And I'm not a procrastinator. So yeah, that was a yeah. big thing. I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I often talk about it feeling like Groundhog Day, like uh, there it is again on the list. Right. You know, and I think that um, I kept taking a bunch of courses, like how to be confident on camera and how this and how that. And I just kept thinking I needed to learn more before I could press that big red button. And yeah. then I realized it was just me getting in my own way. And that is, I think, one of the big pivoting points when I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is just a skill that you learn and you're not going to break mm -hmm. through this barrier until you practice. And then you know, try not to be hard on yourself. Like I counted the number of ums that I was saying and like, you know, playing it back and being like, do I really look like that? 
<laughs> you know, so yeah. like, you know, you have to have some self-compassion and like sometimes not even replay things in the very beginning when you're breaking yeah. out of your comfort yeah. zone. But really then I started realizing like we are kind of our biggest critic and it's yeah. like, what's getting in the way of where you are now and where you desire to be. And I saw it in myself and I see it in my clients. And the answer generally is me, Mm -hmm. right? It's me or it's my mindset. So Mm -hmm. uh, that was a big pivoting point for me to be like, okay, you know, if if I can crack through and press that button, like everyone can crack through and press that button. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I see the fully cooked version of you, right? I see the very polished marketing person. And, and so it's, I'm like, wait, what? You had that issue? Right? <laughs> oh, and I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure everybody that knew you. And that's the funny part. It's like, it's like we see ourselves. I sometimes say to my clients, would you rather have my version of you or your version of you? Because your sucks, right? Like I see your greatness. I see the brilliance. And yet you're still fighting with the little devils in your head telling you you're not enough. So, so yeah. sometimes... I don't think we're able to do it ourselves, right? So, so Casey, did you, have, did you have people in your life calling you out, calling you on your bullshit, having accountability? Like, how did you, because lots of people stayed in that place for years, the place you talked about, you just did yeah. a year. Some people stay 10 or a lifetime. So how I did think, you? Yeah, such a good question. And I love the analogy that you just said, like, would you want my version or your version? And I think that's <laughs> really beautiful because it also gets people to step outside of themselves and be like, I'll take your version, please. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so definitely people supporting along the way, because many times if we're left to our own devices, we're going to stay stuck in that same mental pattern. And it's that one that we have on a repeat loop. We have those automatic negative thoughts going around and round and round, and it just keeps digging the groove deeper. Sometimes we need a pattern interrupt from a friend or a coach or a loved one. And definitely I found that to be the case. My bestie for sure with that Facebook live thing, she was so tired about like from hearing it that we were literally we were in Hawaii we were on one of our trips this was back in 2018 and she was so tired of having me struggle with it she goes so what is this thing how hard is it can you just show me like what do you need to do she thought it was exactly she thought it was this like elaborate setup that needed like a lot of expensive equipment and I just pulled my phone out and I'm like I have to press this button and she's like oh my god are you freaking kidding me and she took her phone and she went live right then and there with no prep. And, and then, wow. yeah, and that, that's exactly what I needed because the competitive yeah. nature in me was like, oh, hell no. Like, we're not going to be doing that, you know? And that was the first day that I cracked in and did my first live. And that was on the heels of her just having like uh, right. 2.2 seconds to be like, what do you do and click it? Right. And I realized at that point, because she's retired, she had no content prep. She had no script, no bullet point list or whatever. <laughs> and she just did it. And that's when I realized, oh, it's a mental barrier. I don't need another. Right. I, I don't right. need to have a polished script. Like she had nothing except courage and yeah. confidence. And that's all like, you right. know, so that was really the click for me on that. And then just like anything else, the more I started doing that, and I thought I was kind of like rocking the content. I had a business coach last year that lovingly said to me, like, I, I just want to applaud you for going live, but like your content's really fluffy. And that was like, oh, you know, that like completely hurt my heart. I was like, well, really? It's fluffy? And she's like, yeah, it's fluffy. Like, you know so much, but people can't see through like all this fluffy stuff that you're saying. And so then it was like another level of a learning curve of like, oh, okay. Like how do I make something actually have value or be protein rich, you know? And 
So yeah, we have these like loving guides that push us out of our comfort zone and allow us to really be a better version of who we are. Left to our own devices, we may stay in our comfort zone. Oh, not even may. We will. And yeah. Line it with like shit. Just to make it more inhabitable. Like what you were talking about, if you guys don't know my work so much, what you were saying is the little gremlins in your head. I need more classes. I need more. I'm not enough. I have to have a script. I have to it's like our brain is exquisite because it's trying to keep us safe. So it's giving you what seems very logical. We're like, of course, my God, you can't just turn a damn phone on, right? Like your friend did. And so, <laughs> so the problem is we listen to that because it sounds very logical. Like if you're not, you're not saying I'm a stinky loser, right? You're sophisticated enough to have your brain like go something that you're going to be like, oh, you're right. And so sometimes the gremlins are so tricky, it's hard to know, like, wait, is that true or not? Right. So mm -hmm. literally the question is, is that true or not? Is it true? Is it really true? And your friend was such, I love her. Mwah, props to your friend. <laughs> but she basically gave you a demonstration and broke the ice for you. Like just one little, like, holy shit. And, but you had done so much work that you could see that. Because a lot of people have multiples of demonstrations. Like, I'll show you, I'll show you. And they're like... I don't understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The fact that you are like, like you, you could call your, your bullshit on yourself, right? And you yeah. just bust it through. So that's a great story. Like really instructive for transformation can happen in an instant. It doesn't. Absolutely. And I love that quote, you know, really where um, they talk about the, the bud, it, it's too painful to stay in the bud stage. Like there's oh. no other solution but yeah. to blossom. And that's what I really felt because it started to really feel like torture having that many days and months of the same task. And I knew I had to step into integrity because I was teaching others how important video was. And then I was like, oh, there's a, there's a disconnect here of alignment. And there was no other choice. It was like, I, it was, you know, okay. there was the, that positive resistance nope. that was getting nope. to be uncomfortable. Oh my God. Have there ever been parts in your journey where people did the why are you doing that? Like, that doesn't make sense. Cause I, cause you're just talking about your business, but you have had franchises. I mean, you've had, you have, you have a bigger, like way more to you. Has there ever been times Casey where people, where you got the dream stealers or the doubters or absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm actually totally used to going against the grain. Um, right from being young and not wanting a meat diet before vegetarianism was trendy, mm -hmm. coming from a very steeped kind of meat eating Italian family. <laughs> like my mom was like, what do you mean? You're not going to eat the meat, the ball, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, going against the grain, having to carve my own way in that way, graduating early, switching schools so I could study music. Like Every decision along the way has really been like me carving my own lane and then getting resistance and then doing it anyway and getting resistance. Um, moving to Florida at 18 with my bestie and she's 24 years older than me. So there was a lot of resistance and blowback from that. Yeah. I mean, really everything like studying with an Indian guru at that same age and really having my family think that I drank the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, every step of the way has been like against the green, but I just keep following my own heart and I keep showing up. And I think the longevity of my things um, I've been best friends with my bestie for 30 years. So that three decades shows something. I've been practicing this meditation on the same path since I was 18. So one of the things in, like when I commit, I'm super loyal. And I think that the time span 
allows any of the non-believers or the dream mm. killers to dissolve some of their resistance because they're like, oh, she's still doing it. It's not like not it wasn't, wasn't a fad and she didn't, you know, whatever. Right, right. But, but, yeah, but absolutely. But like, I think it's, we should unpack this because to me, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it, you're already going against the grain, right? You're already not you are. drinking the Kool-Aid of nine to five. Government's going to take care of you. Ha ha ha. Right. And so, yes. so there are a lot of people listening that like, God, I would love to do that. But so, because you have that unconscious competence thing, right? You just did it. Mm-hmm. So how did you train yourself basically to say, Shh, talk to the hand. Like number, there's two pieces of it. I'm going to follow blindly sometimes, probably really blindly, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not a fully developed path. So was it an intuition and inspiration? So that's number one. A path called you, you followed, and then there was the pushback. So then the, so unpack those. How did you do that? Because I think people can hear some wisdom in this. Yeah, absolutely. Such a good thing to, to tweeze out. I would say that um, I started my first corporation when I was 19. And I think that the, the, a lot of the decisions were made out of innocence. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, we were creating these businesses, Cher and I, and it was just this like, there was a determination to be able to travel and to be able to like enjoy life, to be able to go on tour if our spiritual teacher was going to be giving a discourse Mm -hmm. in Venice or Oregon or wherever. So there was a determination to have that freedom lifestyle at a really, really young age. So that definitely contributed to making the next right move and the next right move after that. And then her mom ended up having a head-on um, car accident, mm. and then she was pronounced dead on arrival and had a stroke three days later, and she needed full-time care. So um, we ended up having her move in with us. And so then it became, okay, we need to have a business endeavor that allows us to be her full-time caretakers because she was paralyzed and in a wheelchair. So it was like life decisions. There was like some innocence, some like I have this dynamic duo partnership and we're determined because we want a freedom lifestyle so we can travel. And then the other thing became very real. Like how do we be full-time caretakers because we don't want to put her into a home? So it's a lot of those, but I think that there's, I always say that solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, there's something special in your DNA where you have this commitment that there's no other way. Like mm-hmm. you're kind of, you know, like unemployable. There's, there's like, yep. it's uber important, no plan B. Those make the best kind of entrepreneurs because you're creative and you're a problem solver and you figure out a way and you have faith in yourself that you're no, no matter what you're going to get to the finish line. And if that doesn't work, you're going to come up with something else. So people who know my story, we had developed 10 different businesses before the 10th one hit seven figures. So it takes a tremendous amount of resilience and perseverance. But if you have that entrepreneurial blood, you don't even think about it. It's just like, yeah, that's what we do. Like that didn't work. That lasted three months. Next, like you go fill the DBA paperwork out again, right? You don't make a big story about it of like, you're a failure, you're a loser and everyone's judging you. Like, okay, what next? You know, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Okay. You're, you're a, you're a unicorn girl. You're a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) girl. But I'm trying to pull out like, you know, modeling is such an important concept for us. And so I just want you guys to hear if you're, if you're looking at starting something new, like what would Casey say? What did she do? Like, I'm trying to pull out the, and so some of it is you follow the inspiration and then also life gives you a thing like, Oh, now I respond to that. Okay, cool. 
right? But you always had a, a driving why. It wasn't like you just threw shit against the wall and were hoping. Like it was like, oh, travel was a huge why. Taking care of the, the mom was a huge, like you had things that we're going to make this work because of the why. Now, how 100%. did you not collapse along the way? Because you got 10 rejections. You know, yeah. you could have been I, like, let's just get a day job. But so it's, and that, that was the running joke. Like I, I told Cher, like at, um, before we hit the 10th idea, I'm like, if this doesn't work, we are going to Home Depot because they have health insurance benefits. <laughs> like, can we agree that this is the last time we're going to make stationary? Can we agree? Like that's literally, <laughs> literally how we did it. I'm like, I do not want to go to Kinko's and make flyers again for okay. like, Business Endeavor 15, like, can we agree? And we did. And it was just like, okay, the universe wanted this to happen. And, and that's the one that just was like, you know, that was the 17 year, like, you know, like big time thing. So, but you have to be tapped into your why 100% because it is going to get rocky. That's a part of the thing. Like that is a part of it. It's not a cakewalk. And if you don't have the conviction in your why, it's easy to crumble the other huge, huge thing, um, Therese, that I think is really important is if you go back and listen to what I said, um, the very first go at business was the same time that I found my spiritual path. So that was my core. So I had this unshakable thing that I could plug into every single day to be grounded, have a buddy that was on the same path so we could keep each other honest. And so there was always that core that's you know, and I still okay. have that. That's the key. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was just going to ask you, you know, I mean, you've been on this game for a while, right? I believe, and you, like, I think you said it, this is a huge personal and spiritual growth journey, right? So wink, wink, you think you're starting a business, wink, wink. This is the biggest therapy <laughs> session you're ever going to have, right? So how have you changed? I know you talked about being shy and hiding, but like what, what nuggets have gotten like, oh my God, now I'm courageous or, you know, I let go of this. Like talk about that a little bit. I think the biggest thing is showing up and that consistency of showing up and taking little steps and micro moves and always having that Kaizen philosophy of never ending improvement. That's the huge thing because I believe you don't go backwards and even if you're making micro movements, you're mm -hmm. still further ahead tomorrow than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And in three months, six months, five years, you will see a dramatic difference. And so if you keep knocking at that door, like that's how I truly felt with the Facebook thing. It was like, okay, this eggs keeps getting packed at, packed at, packed at. Right. It is the law of nature that it will eventually have a weak point that cracks open, lets the light in and shows you that lesson. And because I'm so committed knowing that this is a spiritual journey, I'm 100, that's really what I'd like. If someone said like, if you could wave a magic wand and be something, it'd be like a spiritual coach. But it's like, I do that through the lens of business. Right. Me too. But the whole underlying, um, the heart of it all is for personal and spiritual development. Yeah. Absolutely. No that's why we love each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You just said it. So I think mine is, and, and I love your story, because what I teach and what I'm such a believer in, you have to learn to not collapse, right? I use the word collapse, meaning ha most people after 10 businesses would have been at Home Depot. They would have been at Home, Home Depot on the third one, right? <laughs> and, and the how to stay. And so I'm just going to just re redo this one. Find the mission, like find the mission, find the mission, find the mission. Um, you also said burn the bridges. I tell my people like put a ring on it. You know what I mean? Marry the thing. Like this is my path. Um, 
understand your why, tap into the people that you are. For me, we got soul agreements. They're, my people are mine and yours are yours. And we are here to do the work together to support them. So what, what else? What else? Like, let's, is, is, is I laid, laid some out. Is there anything else that you would say, this is how you stop collapsing and just psh, psh, so. Yeah, I think tap into what the other person needs. So really realizing that um, sales is service, the client on the other side has lessons to learn that only can be learned by you, Ooh. right? And so that's, that takes it all off you. You know, it totally gets you in the whole mind and heart set of um, how do I continue to show up? right? How do I show up? How do I show up? How do I show up? Yeah. And it's truly for what um, your clients need, what your people need. I love how you framed the spiritual agreements of your tribe. You know, they're waiting there for you and it's either going to happen like today or tomorrow. You might as well happen today, you know? Why not? Why not? <laughs> oh, you're so much fun. You're so much you fun. You too. Is there anything else you want to say? Any, any question that I haven't asked that, that you just want to answer? I think um, the main thing that's just coming to mind right now is start now. And if for some reason you've paused, then just start again. It can truly be a choice. Just like when you are turning your CD on or you're pressing pause on Pandora and then you press play again, you can do that with your dreams and your desires. If you've been stuck, you can unstick yourself just in the blink of an eye by pressing the play button. And so all I want to say is if people are waiting for permission to press play, that you have it like, like high props, high five, like press the play button on your life and just take one step at a time and momentum will follow momentum and the universe will have your back if you are committed to showing up for yourself and your people. Boom, mic drop. Couldn't have said it better. That's fabulous. So I'm thinking people are going to go, who is this amazing woman and where do I find her? So, so tell us where to find you. First of all, thank you. And I would love to connect. Uh, you can find me at my website, caseyrossi.com, and it's kcrossi.com. Perfect. And you have a cool freebie that I think that's a great, great, what you want to tell them about that? Sure, absolutely. It's right on the homepage. It's basically a way to set your pricing. So it gives you lots of explanations, whether you have a service-based business, mm-hmm. you want to develop a course, or you're looking to do a product-based business. It'll walk you through lots of different scenarios and give you some great ideas so you can finally stop second guessing when it comes to that in your business. You know, one of the things I so appreciate about you is that you really have the tactical, the the structural pieces in a really good place. Thank you. I've looked at your website. Like, 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 I know, you know, the work you do is really like you do the nuts and bolts. You help people, like you give them the structure, but you also have the beingness component you really work from the inside as well as the outside. And that, that, I don't know a lot of people that do all of that together. So that, that really, really means a lot to yeah. me, Therese. Thank you. Thank you. you. So I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. You know, it's, I, I never, we never script any of this. There's no questions ahead of time. It's like, I don't know, just talk. And what's really interesting, Casey, is when I find the themes, you know, it's like, oh, so the theme of this one is how to keep going, right? How to keep going and how to stay focused. So I, I appreciate you being such a beautiful demonstration of the theme. Guys, find her at KC, the letters KCRossi.com. And what have you liked about this episode? I would love you to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what, what you're going to do as a result of hearing this woman's brilliance. All right. Peace and blessings. Much love. Bye now. Bye.
Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. So each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.